Hello, listeners, and welcome to Kessel Run Collecting, a podcast primarily about Star Wars action figure collecting. We uh, dip into some other topics as well and uh, other action figure lines, but primarily uh, three and three quarter inches. That's our jam. I'm your host, Derek, and with me as always is my good friend, Matt. What's going on, everybody? And also joining us tonight is his significant other, Chris. Hello. So, uh, tonight our primary topic is going to be all about the various releases of the TIE Fighter. And um, it was kind of unplanned. (laughs) This was something I decided we should do uh, just about an hour before we (laughs) we started recording. Um, Like, I got sent down that rabbit hole, and we will get to that uh, a little bit later on. But if you're new to the show, uh, welcome, and hope you like it. And be sure to uh, subscribe, and wherever you're listening, you know, give us a good review if if you like it. And if you don't, uh, well, then just, you know, don't review it at all. So, uh, first thing we're going to get into is our recent pickups. So, Matt, what have you gotten recently? Okay, let me think. So, recently, it I got the walmart exclusive the third of the three um of habit colton blitz i can't remember which one it was it's in the box i haven't opened it yet i think it's a blitz. clone a clone and a clone <laughs> yeah the three of the defended camino during the clone wars um i think it's blitz because i think i've already got havoc and colt already um or i've got havoc and blitz already. It's one I, think of the, you, it's I think you mentioned getting colt a couple shows ago so okay so it's probably blitz this time yeah so i got him i've gotten a tuscan raider four pack with the chief um i can't how's it look in person because i thought the chief he his head looked a little wonky i thought in the photo yeah the cameras are doing something it's not that bad like it it's not the re-release of the tuscan warrior from 2018 or 19 where a couple years ago where that was like they changed the head, like, oh, give me a new head. And it was like, whoa, no. <laughs> yeah, no there's something seriously wrong with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took the old head from the Tuscan Witch to make these ones because they're very similar. Um, that might be why we got a new head on that Tuscan Warrior reissue. Um, oh, and to parlay into that. I got my deluxe um, uh, Tuscan warrior chief uh, queen, whatever hit the chief's girl, with her little um, massive figure uh, dog that has the articulation now on it. I just got that day before yesterday. You know, the last couple of days of little well, Friday, and the last couple of days have been hectic. Um, now, what kind of articulation that does it have? It's more than just the jaw, right? Because the yeah, old mold did. I want to say. Either two of the legs. You know what? We got these magic boxes in front of us. Let me just check this out real quick. Um, uh, his legs and his jaw are now articulated. Uh, at least that's how it looks in the pictures. I, again, I haven't opened it yet, so I'll probably be doing that later tonight. Like I said, I was busy this weekend checking to make sure a certain E-Crater's giant Star Destroyer bridge playset was um, all, made this the move to the new place intact from some uh young upstart called hole in the ground productions made that one for me huh i don't know, I don't know. He's, he does good work though 
Um, but yeah, I'll open that later today. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it was a Target exclusive. Looks like, if not at least the front, the front two legs are articulated, if not all four of them. Um, yeah, I'll probably open that later because I got I got the Tuscan Wurus on single card as well. And then me and our other co-host decided to bite the bullet and see how much of the Spectre crew we could get. So we put the money down on it. My wallet was upset with me because then I got the notification today that my Jabba the Hutt's throne room will be shipping soon. I'm like, oh, oh no. yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's like Hasbro just, it's like they don't just put the knife in, they twist it. Yo, I, something's going on. So I can figure, I, I, maybe all those losses they were getting hit with a year or two ago are finally coming out, finishing litigation, and they realize they're going to be owing a bunch of money to their investors. So, they're trying to grab every last dime they can before they get hit with a huge uh, legal bill. I don't know. Um, that was a whole nother bunch of BS if you knew about Hathrow corporate a couple years ago, but I quit following it because I get depressed every time I read it. Um, but yeah, that's all mostly I like I said, it hasn't been except for crew and the stuff that I pre-ordered a year ago. It really hasn't hasn't been a huge amount of stuff. I think uh I think Chris got a few things that came in for her. Yeah, um, in addition to backing the HasLab, I found these Biddy Pops online, and they had four sets, and they come in four in a pack, so there's 16 total. I ended up getting 15 out of the 16. Three of them are, are shown, and then one's like a little surprise thing, and they're really tiny. They're like an inch um, big, and they're adorable. They're like... Imagine a pop, Eric. If you, you know those little mini card He-Man figures they were selling there a year or two ago in in Target, that were like half an inch tall. Yeah. Imagine a pop like that. Only it's itty bitty, but in pop form. So it's got a giant head like a bobblehead, and you can put them on these racks that come in. It it was so adorable. I I almost didn't hate pops for a minute. So I was like, oh, right. oh, <laughs> oh, 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 um. So my recent pickups, I uh, only really got, well, I actually got a lot, but I'm, I'm going to go into what I got through, you know, normal pre-order means. And uh, that is, I got my vintage collection Cad Bane, Moff Jarjarod, and oh, the female oh, oh, stop, Tuscan stop, Warrior. Stop, stop right there. Because I need, who did you order from to get Cad Bane and Jarjarod? Big Bad Toy Store. I need, okay, then that makes, I got to go back to Big Bad Toy Store. I... Entertainment Earth has been sitting on that thing the entire set for a while. Nothing has shipped. I'm like, huh. um, so I I bit the bullet just because I want Cat Vane and went and ordered him a couple singles off Big Bad Toy Store. Like, because I don't know what Entertainment Earth's doing. Yo, get your stuff together, yo. Um, it's weird because Big Bad Toy Store is often one of the last ones to ship stuff a lot of times there's people that have stuff in hand and i'm like where's my pre-order yep so it's it's really a crapshoot i don't think there's anyone you can you know just guarantee that they're going to be the first to ship anything my uh female tuscan warrior haven't opened that uh open moff jar jarod I mean, I mean he's pretty much piet uh, as far as uh the sculpt uh cad bane very happy with it uh really really nice figure um but that is it until we get into uh the convention i'm, I'm gonna talk about a little bit but before we hit on that you had mentioned the haslab ghost 
And I did not get it. Understandable. It you hate all it, you hate all, all things Disney Star Wars and hate all Star Wars. Yes, I understand. Well, it it was <laughs> for the most part, it was all a, a financial thing. This this has been a very rough year, and things were starting to turn a corner enough where could I have done it? Yes. Was it the most responsible thing to do? No. And so on the last day, even I was looking and I'm like, oh man, all the tears unlocked and I really want the ghost. And I, I had to make that choice because for one, I knew that throne room was going to be hitting any time. And so it wouldn't have just been the money for the ghost. I had to have money for that uh, throne room as well. Um, there were a couple toy shows coming up. I would have liked to have had some money on hand. And, and then there's the the reason that, quite frankly, a lot of collectors may have wanted it and decide not to. And, and that's just simply the room. Uh, if someone today walked up and said, here's that ghost you wanted i'd be like oh that that's great um let me see if there's enough room in this closet for me to cram it you know um i don't really have a good place to display it you know how many figures or smaller vehicles could fit in the same amount of real estate as that one big ship and i I think one thing that I, i won't say it was necessarily the deciding factor it was definitely the finances but a deciding factor is them not having those sides open up on it it really needed something there even if you just took a a, the top off and it was just an empty cargo bay yeah it needed more there was a lot of dead space you look at the uh the bmf falcon and Almost all that interior space is used up except for a little bit at the back. And I'm sure that's, you know, where batteries and some electronics and stuff go. But other than that, they, I think they utilized all the space in the Falcon better than they did in the Ghost. I hate to pass up something that I will probably never be able to get it for anywhere near that price in the future. But it it is what it is. And sometimes adulting sucks <laughs> I tell you that. so but you know what it, it's going to be out of my mind for at least a year until people get them in hand and then i'm gonna be like oh i don't have one but until then oh. I'll, I'll i'll just forget it about it i'll occupy myself with other stuff because one of my philosophies that i've spoken about before on the show um usually it, it's what i think about when I'm trying to get rid of some stuff, but it applies here too. And that is there will always be another cool thing that you want. So that's sometimes how I'm able to talk myself into getting rid of some stuff. I I say, okay, I'm getting rid of it, but you know what? Next week, I'm probably going to see 10 different things. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. I want to have that. So I'm, I'm just going to keep telling myself that. (laughs) And uh, maybe between now and then they'll actually come out with some other Rebels figures and that'll that'll kind of, uh, you know, make me feel a little bit better. I, I will figures. say, speaking to that empty space, 
I mentioned that on one of the Facebook groups that basically when you take that apart, like because the, the the forward cargo bay has been shrunk down to where it's like literally a third of the size it should be underneath the nose gun. And like we don't see the rear cargo bay at all. I don't think we have access to it on the ghost. So you're right. It would have been a lot better if they would have pulled those panels open and showed like all kinds of extra cargo and storage space, maybe for figures, maybe convert it into the actual the extra two bedrooms you're supposed to have because the ghost was supposed to come with four bedrooms, not two. Um, it might have made a little bit more, but it might not have been as aesthetically on the outside as correct and pleasing. So, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. I actually mentioned that Facebook group and was very, very quickly roasted all the heck for that. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And it is something that I, I'm not going to get. <laughs> so, ah, mo moving on. Um, so this last weekend, I had on my schedule two different toy shows that were eh, like a hour drive one of them the other one would be more like an hour and a half um and i was like oh this is gonna be great the one show is saturday only the other show is sunday only i'm like i'm gonna hit both these I'm gonna have fun and then the following weekend was gonna be retrocon which on a previous episode we spoke about some toy shows and conventions we really like and you know i had mentioned that retrocon was probably my favorite toy show that i attend every year and um about a day, <laughs> I, I think it was maybe Wednesday or Thursday, um, my wife mentions to me about re RetroCon this weekend. And I said, no, that's the following weekend. This weekend are these other two toy shows. And she goes, uh, no, you're wrong about that. I'm like, oh, crap. It happened again. A scheduling conflict with multiple shows that I want to go to. Um, but RetroCon, we love it. These other shows I've never been to. They, they could be great. They could be garbage. They're just one-day shows. Uh, we always go to RetroCon. Uh, both of us are in the 501st, so you know we usually troop that. And um, once again, going back to the financial situations we've been in lately, we said, you know what? We're going to go down Friday spend the night and do Saturday and then Saturday we come home. This is the first time we've only done one day at RetroCon. Well, since they since they went from one day to two days, we've done two days every time and I, we couldn't really justify, you know, almost $200 for a hotel room for a second night. So, we went down and my man, I tell you, you you got you got to come to this show at some point. It seems that every year it's gotten a little bit bigger, and they actually had to move to a different hall. And I I don't necessarily think it was their choice. There there was another show going on in the hall that they're normally in, so I think they may have been forced to move. Um, but it seemed to be a bigger space. It was a lot nicer seemed like there was more vendors I'm, I'm not sure if that's true or if it just felt that way but i tell you what this show was packed and i told donna i said i think i want to vend next year 
We vended there once years ago, and we did horrible. But I had a lot less products. And for whatever reason, that year, attendance was just low to begin with. Like, it almost felt empty. Last year was really packed. This year, packed even more. And uh, some new vendors were there we haven't seen before. And uh, they had some really some really cool stuff. I, I probably made out better as far as purchasing than I have in like the last five shows there. Um, I'm going to get into that a bit. So they had as some guests, they had the Cybertron Spree or Cybertronic Spree. I can never remember which it is. I think I might mention them before. Are you familiar with them? They're the, the band that they dress up as Transformers, as oh, Transformer characters. You mentioned them. I don't remember their name. Yeah, it's like the Cybertron Spree or Cybertronic Spree. I always get the first word wrong. But like about three, four years ago, they were guests there. And Don and I went to see their concert afterwards. There's another venue where they actually hold their concert. And... um Ever since then, they've been back every year, pretty much. Only this year, they also had as a guest Stan Bush. Now, probably most people would be like, who? Okay. Oh, I know who Stan Bush. You can... If you're a Transformers fan, he produced a couple of the songs, like the main songs in the Transformers animated movie back in 1984. Uh, so they had him there as a guest. And the concert was going to be uh, like a doubleheader and stuff. We, we didn't go to it or anything, but uh, they were there. They had, um, fr from the Dukes of Hazard. they had Bo and Luke and Daisy. They had all three of them, which Donna was like all excited because she is a huge fan of Dukes of Hazard. Now, she has all their autographs from various other shows. <laughs> uh that she had gotten like one at a time. Uh, so she didn't really need to get their autographs and, and the stuff. But um, unfortunately, the panel that they were holding was going to be held Sunday and we weren't going to be there Sunday. Um, they always have really good raffles too at RetroCon. They'll hmm. do two on Saturday and two on Sunday. And they don't do like, cheap who cares about it raffles like a lot of the they had a lot of haslab stuff one of the raffles was like the the haslab proton pack and thrower oh, wow. um they had like a transformer haslab it wasn't the unicron it was uh, a smaller one uh um, the skyblade or something what was it called um uh they've done like three transformer haslabs huh? yeah i don't i don't remember what it is a character i'm not familiar with so I, I and then there was uh like an exclusive Optimus Prime where he was done in like Ghostbuster colors or something like that. That may have been like maybe like a San Diego thing, I don't know. Uh but anyway, the one raffle that I entered in, they had the Razor Crest. And not that I expected to win because I'm not all that lucky, but I had a whole plan in my head. I'm like, oh, if I win this Razor Crest, I'm going to sit on it till next year. And if anyone missed out on a Razor Crest, but they got a second ghost, you know, maybe, maybe work out a trade or something. But wasn't meant to be. Didn't win anything in the raffle. But yeah, they, they have amazing raffles there all the time. It's in um, Philadelphia. 
Yeah, this is it's not quite to Philly. It's King of Prussia. It's not far from the King of Prussia Mall, which is one of the biggest malls in the U.S. Oh yeah, um, I know about that. Yeah, it, it's not the Mall of America. It might be like the second or third biggest. I don't it's know. in the top five because I remember when I was doing a catalog service for J.C. Penney, we seen a ton of stuff from King of Prussia Mall. Yeah, it's it's enormous, and uh, so first off, I was finding a lot of a lot of rare things and things that I haven't seen before at RetroCon. And it was it was good pickings. If you were into Star Wars, Star Wars had a lot of good stuff out there. And G.I. Joe. I mean, they, they always have a lot of good G.I. Joe stuff. But um, it was exceptionally good for Star Wars compared to normal. There was one guy that had a whole bunch of the comic packs. And he had the rare ones. I'm talking the ones that this was only maybe the second time I've ever seen them in person, even at a show. Like which one? He had like the the black hole hologram with the one stormtrooper. He had um, well, he had the Yulik Exarcoon one. Ooh, that's a good one. That would set you back a good four figures. He had a thousand yeah, dollars on that puppy. Yeah, <laughs> loose. They're each going for like four to five hundred bucks for a three and three quarter inch figure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was another pack that I don't remember which one it was, but, but that one had like a six hundred dollar price tag. A couple of the legacy packs, you know, were over two hundred. So yeah, he had he had all of those. Um, there was a number of people that had some box sets that you don't see all all that often like figure packs were uh i think someone had like the force unleashed figure packs i had like five figures in Hmm, so there was there was a lot of stuff i normally that's not too common that i saw there which was pretty cool there's one thing i want to ask you about because you know sometimes you go to a show and you see something that like was just you just were like oh my gosh i had that as a kid but you've totally forgotten about it until that point I saw one of those items there. Oh, yeah? Okay. Called Legions of Power. Does that ring a bell at all? Vaguely. I remember Captain Power. No, th- this was different. They were vehicles, but they were made out of modular parts. Okay. So, picture, for example, you have, say, you have like a, a four inch by one inch by one inch block, gray block. And it has studs like a Lego on all sides, okay? And then you can attach different things to their studs, like a cockpit or a gun or a a rocket or something, okay? They had two different factions, one that had blue colors and one that had orange colors. And the figures were really small. They were like, um, you know, like one-inch micro-machine size figures. I'm looking at them now. No, I never had these. I remember these though. They were like the because I remember I got like because I I think I only had two, like an orange one and a blue one. I think that's all I had. They're from Tonka of all places. Yeah, my buddies across the street had them, but when we because they were a couple years older than me, and eventually once they became young teenagers, they found the unfortunate end of M80s and black cats. So. But they were kind of like, because I, I remember them, because I remember like a few years later when Starcom came out, they were about the same one-inch size figures. 
that they was... were even smaller the action figure well, i don't know how action figure they were i i think they had like maybe waist maybe arm articulation like i said they were kind of like micro machine figure scale but yeah i re- it was and the the guy that had it he had it in the box <laughs> he had one set in the box and i was just like whoa i i just completely blanked out that i ever had the, that those ever existed um so that's always kind of cool and um you mentioned starcom that's one of those lines man i i'd kind of love to get them again but i don't want to go down collecting something else but i wouldn't mind getting my hands on the very first vehicle that i got from starcom someone there had it in a box that was beat to crap they wanted 75 bucks and they said was it, it didn't have a one figure of the good guy vehicles or one of the droid vehicles from that one of the good guy ones Oh yeah, and um, it's almost like uh, it's like this four-legged pod, and it and it like comes with a cargo pod that it the legs straddle it, and it oh, wow. can fly it around or whatever. No, that was yeah. the first Starcom vehicle I had, and uh, so this person had. I'm like, I was mainly just curious about the price. I knew it wasn't going to be something I was willing to spend that much on. But then one of the last booths I went to. At the end of the day, there was a guy had like six or seven Starcom vehicles, like mint in the box. And he had that same one for $60, you know, complete in the box. And I was like, oh, but I had already spent all my money. If if I had not spent all my money, I might have picked it up because that actually is a really good price. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, because I usually see that particular one, if it's complete, it usually is in like the $70 range. I mean, I don't really care about the box. I don't care about the instructions or anything. I'm an opener. I would display it opened. But yeah, I mean, that's one of those things. If I wasn't already collecting Star Wars and, and other stuff, I would I would just be like, I'll buy all of that. Because uh, that, was, that was a really nice collection. That's me. But, I uh, some reasonably priced uh, mini rigs. It's hard to come across good good condition mini reasonably placed mini rigs nowadays. Yeah, I uh, like occasionally I'll ask someone if I see the the ISP six, which looks like the miniature Imperial shuttle that just holds one guy. Oh yeah, because uh, that was one that I had that was one of my favorites. And uh, there's a lot of times if you find it in good shape, they want like forty bucks loose. <laughs> so it's always uh, been something I passed up on. But anyway, so I'm going to get into my haul on what I actually bought because uh, I got some really good deals. Now, I mentioned the financial issue, so I wasn't there ready to slap down tons of money. However, this last week, I sold a roll bar that wasn't going to be used in my car. And uh, so I had $120 cash. Having it in cash is a good way to make sure you don't overspend. And, uh, so I went there cash in hand and one of the th- first things I bought, not star Wars, but I also, uh, collect Gundams and, uh, I mainly do it for the building. Occasionally I'll actually get rid of ones that I've already built. A lot of times I can get part of my money back. And sometimes I've even gotten all of it back because some people don't want to put stuff together and they're willing to pay full price, uh, to not have to do it. Um, but this guy had this one that it was like normally $180, I think, 
I've seen it lots of places and uh, really expensive, mainly because of the accessories it comes with and everything. But it was in this huge box, normally, like I said, around 180-ish. And there was a sticker on it, 20. And I asked, I said, uh, is that actually 20? I'm, I'm thinking maybe they forgot to put a zero on the end of that. And um, it was the guy's wife that was there at the booth at the time. And uh, she said, yeah, he, he just wants rid of it. Now, he started building it. I said, okay, well, let me let me see it. I want to see how much is built. And he had built like the torso head and one arm or something. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay. And all the parts are there. And she said, oh, well, here he comes. And he comes over. So I said, well, what's the scoop on this? Why are you getting rid of it? And um, he said, well, it was, it was a peer pressure kind of thing. I was with some friends. We were at this Gundam store and they were all buying kits. And so I ended up buying it. And then I just kind of lost interest in building this one. So his disinterest was uh, my, my good fortune. And quite honestly, I don't even care about that particular model. Like it's not one I would have bought in a million years, but I enjoyed the building aspect of it. And I figured I will get $20 worth of enjoyment out of building it. And then I will have a finished one and I can easily get my money back, if not a lot more selling the finished one. So, and I've already started working on it. There you go. So that, that was an excellent haul. And then we're going to get into uh, the, the Star Wars here. So first thing I was able to score is uh, on, on card, new on card, uh, the vintage collection Endor Han and the Return of the Jedi removable helmet Vader, because uh, those were two that kind of just slipped through the cracks, and I forgot to pre-order them. And there was a guy that had them on a rack, 15 bucks a piece. So I um, I grabbed up both of those. Haven't opened the Vader yet. I did uh, take the Endor Han and and swap uh, swap the trench coat with the previous crappy <laughs> Endor Han and uh you know swapped that that out in the collection and then um then there is the really good score okay so there's a guy that had a bunch of figures just loose and baggies okay this guy obviously did not know what he had and i thought it was weird because some of them were vintage collection figures that came out like just within the last year or two and i said i, I don't understand like people that just rip stuff off the card and then they're getting rid of it and he said well this one guy he really needed the money he was in a financial bind he was selling off his collection that's how he got it but this guy obviously didn't know really the values on him it was completely random like there would be a baggie with a stormtrooper and a scout trooper twelve dollars and then there would be a single stormtrooper and another baggie, eight dollars, <laughs> and it was just kind of. And then there was a baggie with just nothing but baby Yodas in it, yeah. and and a bunch of the figures didn't have accessory. It, he didn't know what he had, and then there was another bag that was just nothing but accessories. And I thought if I was going to be there two days, I was going to go back to the guy and say. I'll make you a deal. I'll sort all the accessories for their figures for another free figure or two. <laughs> so here's what I found in that pile. Wait, wait, did he go for that deal or did? 
no, I'm I'm saying if I was going to be there another day, oh, but, okay. But but just being there that one day, I I wouldn't have had time to just sit there and sort through stuff. But I kept finding these vintage collection stormtroopers, and I found one with the orange pauldron, and I'm like, oh wait a minute, this guy had the four pack that I oh, never got. Okay. okay. So I, I started pulling figures and I said, well, this one has like a stormtrooper and a biker scout. I don't need the biker scout, but I, it, this guy didn't care. He, he's like, oh yeah, 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 you know, whatever. So I ended up with those four stormtroopers from that four pack. And then there was another stormtrooper that had the updated head, had the holster, but it looked like almost the entire body was a different sculpt. So I know you're the stormtrooper guy. Is mm. that the single carded version? Is does he? You said he has the holster on it. Had the holster, but the belt was. It even looked like the ab plate and the chest and everything was different. All right, so it looked almost a hundred percent different, except for it had the newest head sculpt or helmet sculpt. Well, well, I mean, the new head sculpt's been used quite a few times, man. So there's four of them that, that are, there's four or five of them that use that new head sculpt and of those four or five of them, two of them or three of them use the flared out legs from Rogue One, which is the, the Remnant Stormtrooper, the Rogue One Stormtrooper, and the uh, Solo Mimbomb Sniper Mud Trooper. Then you have the one with the holster is the single carded VC-231 Star Wars A New Hope one. Now, he we need to look at the feet. That's the other tell on the men. Because if the feet are rocker ankles without the flared out bell bottoms, if they're like the old school, they're they getting real nice and tight on the ankles. Yeah, this wasn't like the Rogue One version. It had the the pointy toe boots. Like I'm thinking, okay. it was the New Hope one. It um, is. It probably is the New Hope one. And they, so they've used that one for the New Hope. They used it for. Um, the sans the uh, holster. They've used it for the uh, the eweb cannon guy. They've used it for the the two handed Gatling gun guy, and they've also used it for uh, the 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 stormtrooper officer captain with all that blue on him. And actually, they've it, used it, both might, it might have been from the eweb. I mean. It, it could have been. It, I, I just has, remember looking at it, and it was. If like, it has the whole the Gatling gun guy and the and the holster guy, or the Gatling gun guy, and I think the E Web don't come with holsters, if I remember correctly. I know the, I know okay. for sure the E Web doesn't come with a holster, but it's on oh, that okay. new mold. I can't remember if the Gatling gun guy doesn't, but his his helmet teeth are different paint. He doesn't have the gray for the teeth. He just has a black in there. Well, either way, um, this is like. One of the one of the good ones. One of the you gotta see a picture. Yeah, yeah, see a picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you pictures. But um, yeah, so so I got that, and and let me tell you, there was someone there that had a couple carded vintage collection stormtroopers, where he wanted like forty bucks a piece for him. Oh wow! Yeah, that was, and his prices overall weren't bad. Now there was another vendor who. Uh, who uh, I don't know what he was smoking because he had stupid high prices. I mean, on literally everything. If it was, if it had Star Wars on it, the price was 
just insane because a lot of them were like, well, I could walk two booths down and pay 50% of what that guy was asking. But anyway, uh, so to get back to these figures, um, I found a couple of Rebel Fleet Troopers, hmm. and I thought, well, I, I have enough because I think I had... I think I had like six Rebel Fleet Troopers, and then I bought that four-pack. So I'm like, I don't need any more Rebel Fleet Troopers. However, I did find the Captain Antilles, and that is the only version of that outfit we have that's super articulated. So I'm, like okay. So I'm like, okay, I'll do a head he swap a on this. I'll have another yep. officer. Uh, picked him up. Then I got the... I guess they call it the Wandering Jedi Obi-Wan, where he's got the, the blue shirt, the backpack, and, and kind of like the Jabeem. black uh, brown scarf thing. Now, yeah. my question for you on that, wasn't that the version that was exclusive to a three-pack? The one that you got, you had bought a three-pack, and I said, oh, that Obi-Wan actually looks um, kind of cool. He comes with a little, uh, he comes with a little lullabot. The one that came in the three-pack came with the 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 jawa tika oh that is a three-pack one yes yes it is oh okay so apparently this guide had that because i remember seeing a jawa in in there somewhere so yeah because he changes his shirt to like tan for the single carded version where he's just wandering jedi okay and uh yeah so yeah that blue shirt is the three-pack one yep so i was able to get my hands on that uh without having to buy three figures and then um they had the and i can never remember the difference between the morak or the tatooine version um but he had boba fett and i didn't have to pay the boba fett tax oh wow um now his his skirt at the front is starting to fray kind of badly but um you know maybe the figure got a lot of love Yes. Yeah. You have the same card version. Yep. Yes. Yes. So didn't have to pay the Boba Fett tax on that. Then on top of it, he had a bag of the white spiders. Oh. Now there was three different sizes. There was two tiny ones, one medium, and one big one. But I thought that it was only two tiny ones and one bigger one that came in that build-up pack am i wrong about that let me see here yeah it comes with one big one and two small ones it came with how many there was four there were two big ones but they were different sizes but and i thought well you know they had that one at the disney parks but that was motorized and that was a lot bigger but this it has snap-in legs the same way as the other one does uh, then you have what you have is the three that came with the deluxe pack and the egg, and you have one of the black series. The one that came with the black series also had that spider pack too. <laughs> okay, well, I have three different size spiders. Then there you go. Um, I almost bought that black series figure just for that spider. By the way, just letting you know. <laughs> well, so I I was looking uh, it's a bag of accessories he had. And I was like, oh, Boba Fett doesn't have his uh, his rifle. Oh, it's probably in here. And so I was looking in there and, uh, you know, found the rifle. And 
I had also seen in the bin of figures, he had the removable helmet uh, build-up pack version of Mando. And the Camtono, the one that has the little side that opens up, was in the accessory bag. And I'm like, well, I'm taking this too. <laughs> I want this accessory. And I also found the little Lola droid in, in there to go with the Obi-Wan. The, the Stormtroopers, I think like one or two may have had their blasters and the other didn't. But who cares? I have like 500 Stormtrooper blasters. Yeah, the 11s, there's a ton of them. Speaking of Lola droids, I think, Chris, don't you own the life-size Lola droid? Yeah, it's behind us. Is it the animatronic one? Yes, it is. You can yeah. talk to it and it'll light up. It's like, yeah, it's a cool little toy. All right, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. So, when all said and done, I had a pile of eight figures and four spiders. And um, I still had cash on hand at, at this point. And I was trying to figure out what would be a reasonable offer. for. And I thought... I almost feel bad offering $10 a figure, which would be, you know, I, I figured like a hundred dollars. I was maybe going to offer him and I didn't, I didn't have that much cash on me. And I, and I said, well, do you take PayPal or, um, do you take card? And he said, no, I take PayPal. And I said, well, unfortunately right now my money's in my bank account, not my PayPal. And I said, well, let me see how much I have here. And I, I said, look, I have 65 bucks cash on me. He goes, oh, that's good. <laughs> so I came away. Bucks. I came away paying. If you don't even count the spiders, you know, it was, or maybe if you do, I don't remember. I, I think I calculated it was like, you know, maybe six fifty a figure, all vintage collections, some from multi-packs and everything. You need, you need to take like multiple pictures of like your entire haul and close-ups of all of them so I can let you know which ones you got. I'm pretty sure you got some nice discounted figures there, sir. Very nice. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, I tell you what, if if I had just had a bunch of dough on me, I would have hands down just been like, Well, you take X amount of dollars and I'm gonna take the whole bin. Like whether I was gonna keep nice. them all or not. But but you know, unfortunately, uh I'm not made of money. That's not me. So, uh, I mean, I've actually done that before too. Where, okay, I'm gonna tell this. I think I've told the story once a couple of years ago. Where this guy had a huge box mixed of OT stormtroopers and, and clone troopers. This is before the new clone, the new stormtrooper body came out, and we were all mixed together. And I was like, "How much for the OT stormtroopers?" Because he had all the clone stuff like price higher. I was like, two hundred bucks," and I was like, "Let me get my wallet." So yeah, yeah I, uh, I I was I was scoring very very well. The one thing I got, uh, and and I do regret just getting excited and, and just buying something without taking a closer look. See, when it comes to a lot of these eighty properties that I love, like if they made He Man in four inch scale, I would probably buy him and Skeletor. Like even if I didn't buy any others. Just because they're all the same scale. That's that's why I like. And I don't, I don't even remember when they made these. But I think it was the first Thundercats reboot they did. Where they were a little bit more anime-esque. anime-esque. Yeah, I remember them. And they did a line of four-inch figures for it. They even had the tank and everything. And I thought, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting some of those. You know, they could be chilling at the cantina or whatever. I, I still own that, that, that line's Tower of Omens. These are for my, a lot of my fantasy stuff. Well, 
I was asking around at a couple people. I said, the funny thing is, is they're not like worth a ton of money. I just, nobody ever seems to have them. And uh, my last run through, I found someone that, that had them. And uh, I had already spent, like with that $65, had been the last of the money I had cash. And so I ended up paying with a card. And I now regret it because I didn't take them out of the bag. I didn't look at them. It was just like, oh, you have them. Great. Okay. They have articulation. And I bought them. I get them home. And um, the articulation is not great. Like, I think when your character should at least be able to hold a sword in two hands would be nice. Um, The, like, gauntlet thing he has doesn't even really want to stay on him real well. I, I just got uh, Lino and Chitara. Those were the only two I got. And they were, it was okay. And then the Chitara, I don't know what they did with the articulation on that. You know, they had like the V cut for the legs. Okay. So, you know how like if you have someone sitting down, they're just like, like with their legs spread and everything. And uh, so they had the V cut. But then slightly below that, they had an angled cut in the opposite direction. And what the heck? So if you just have her standing straight, she's somewhat knock kneed. But the none of the articulation really I, I don't know what they were intending to do and how to have this figure pose. There doesn't seem to be any way that the various articulation points make any bit of sense on this figure and uh she has a bow staff which i'm like well you know if i want her with a bow staff i'm gonna get like a stick <laughs> you know like a, a dowel rod because the thing is so rubbery and she also can't hold the bow staff in two hands either because of the limitations of oh, the articulation yeah, look at these now yeah, yeah i actually and... like the series but yeah the figures i never get i never saw i just got the Terrible. Well, wait till I show you pictures of the back of the head, because WTF, there is, her head can't move at all. There is a rectangular block of brown plastic that comes out the back of her hair. And it's not like something, you know, where she can put a weapon in it or anything. It's literally, there doesn't seem to be any rational reason at all for it. It is the most bizarre thing I ever saw. And, uh, you know, you just look at it from the front. You're like, ah, the sculpt looks pretty good. But then you get the figure out and you're like, what is this abomination? What were they smoking? It fails on so many levels. But that that's what I get for spending more than my budget and not taking a closer look at the figures. So that was that was the one thing that didn't turn out quite so good. Uh, but it was only 15 bucks I spent on the two, so hopefully I can resell them for at least the same amount, I'm hoping. Mm. So, I'm going to get into the last thing I purchased, and then that's going to segue into our TIE Fighter discussion. So, uh, one of of the things I'm working on right now for Hole in the Ground Productions is a TIE Fighter rack. I've had a lot of people ask me about making some sort of TIE Fighter rack, so... You can, you know, hang it under a shelf or whatever. So I only have one TIE Fighter. I have the large wing TIE Fighter. But I knew I would also have to make 
a swappable piece to accommodate the small wing TIE fighter. Otherwise, you just under your shelf, you're going to have it hanging really low for no good reason. And so I figured I'll pick one up really cheap and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about condition a whole lot. And not only that, I have the tie crawler treads that I make. And right now, oh, yeah. my vintage collection tie fighter cockpit is on the, uh, is on the tank. And so I'm like, well, I really don't care what version of the cockpit it is. I want one. I can just permanently glue it onto the tank treads. So I need a cockpit that's really cheap, but I may as well get a full TIE fighter with the short wings. So that was one of the things that was on the prowl for, and it was actually the first thing I ended up buying. I was looking around and I, and I saw a couple for, you know, a reasonable price. And then one guy had one, um, but the one wing was had a serious crack in it and it was one of those cracks where you know someone just globbed super glue on it you know it didn't do a real good job and when you have those stress cracks you almost have to actually break it and then glue it back together to really get it on straight uh because you it's gonna be really difficult to warp it back into shape well i warped it pretty well back into shape with a heat gun uh, re-glued it and everything, but because of that busted wing, I got the whole TIE fighter for five bucks. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I, I repainted the, uh, I repainted the cockpit to match the treads. I just need to glue, glue it all together. And now my vintage collection TIE cockpit, which is the most accurate one and most up-to-date one, I'm repainting the short wings and I'll be able to swap out the wings and have it all match. So if I want a short wing tie, I can do that or just take those wings off, put the big wings on. So I'm going to have options and it will have cost me only $5 to do so. So that was my really awesome haul. Like I said, it was one of the best hauls I've ever made in a good number of years. Um, but it started me down the rabbit hole of, okay, this type writer I have, which version is it? Because some elements make me think it's older, some made me think it's newer. And uh, so I thought we'll go through and we'll discuss all the TIE Fighter versions they did. And, and I do have Darth Vader's and the Interceptor and the Bomber included in this. But mm. the biggest number of changes and releases is just the basic tie. The basic, the tie LN. Yeah, because it went from Kenner to POF2 to uh, OTC to... And they kept changing a little bit of it each time regarding the cockpit and the mold and then the interior. Oh, yeah, yeah go, do this. going over the list, I, I was... I was rather stunned they had so many releases. I mean, it kind of you makes have a sense. List? Where's yes. this list? I, I want this list. Give me this list. <laughs> Don't get excited. Shout out to rebelscum.com. Uh, I used oh, yeah. their their photo gallery. So if anyone wants to follow along, it, it you know we might be g going faster than it takes people to look up stuff, but. Uh, you know, go to rebelscum.com and, and you can find photos of Did you start almost each... all of these. So on this list, you started each one with the year. I think that helps. One second here. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you got up to 1997. 
All right, so the first release we got of the TIE Fighter was uh, in Kenner back in 1978. Uh, This was the TIE Fighter that, for some reason, they made it white in color, and the solar panels were just uh, uh, decals, and it had a big tab, which uh, is not screen accurate, sticking out the butt of of the cockpit, and that is what would hold a 9 volt battery and that's what gave you the lights and sound on it where it would go and then light up a, a single right no, it was like I'm two or three double A's. Sure. are you sure i thought oh, it was yeah, a nine volt. it's cool <laughs> it was battery it was, it was battery light. operated and it went yeah, with uh, one uh, red light a lot of, yeah Got they it. made the most awful sounds um and also, it had a two-piece canopy that would uh, hinge open, and it had a little lever, and you could actually pull the seat up and down with uh, the figure in it. I actually had this TIE Fighter as a kid. Originally, my parents wanted to get me Darth Vader's TIE Fighter, and when they went to the store, there was only one on the shelf, and it was all beat to crap, the box, and this was supposed to be for a Christmas gift. So then they said, well, we'll just get him the regular TIE Fighter. And uh, so that's how I ended up with that. And um, so that's the regular release. And then in 79, which surprised me, I, I thought they they all came out at the same time. They released Vader's TIE Fighter, which was colored dark gray. Uh, again, it had uh, decals for the solar panels and the pull-up seat. It was basically the same cockpit. They just put different wings on it. Again, this is very, very inaccurate to uh, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter in the movie. But, you know, they were they were trying to save money, which, which is kind of surprising because Kenner put out so much. They came out with mini rigs, which weren't even in the film. It, it really is surprising that they never did an all-original sculpt for Vader's TIE fighter in the first place, but well, be that he as didn't it may, use it in the later films and like, you don't really see the back of like, I always thought it was because when you watch the movie, it's hard to see the back extended part to it. I agree. I remember my dad had, um, I don't remember if it, I think it might've been Ertl that made the model kits. Um, my dad had a model of Vader's TIE fighter and I ended up getting the same model years and years later. But I remember seeing it, and I was like, what? Like, the back end looks like a flying saucer? Like, what the heck? Because I didn't remember it that way in the movie. You, most of the time, just saw it straight on. Exactly. Like, so it wouldn't, it didn't surprise me. Like, I it, like I was surprised, too, when I finally got to see the back of it. Because you could just see you as a glimpse of it when it gets flying away, when it gets damaged. And I was like, oh, isn't it? But it's so quick that you can't really tell. So I, when I was older, it didn't surprise me that that's what they were done. But when I was younger, I didn't realize at all that it was different. I just yeah, figured his wings were different. That was something different. And uh, back at that time, we didn't really have a pause button. <laughs> you know, no, we if you were not. watching something, it was whatever was going on. And if you blinked, you missed it. As for the white plastic, I think that was a General Mills thing. Because remember, they used General Mills for the original molding and stuff for their sculpture their plastic hmm. and uh i want to say either it was a cheaper plastic to use or they s- decided to match them together because in some of those early shots the the coloring had been washed out and in the movie you can is one or two shots where the 
TIE fighter gets real close to the camera and it like the light washes out the color to it. So it almost does look white, like mm. that real light gray color. So I can kind of understand why they did it in white just because it might be cheaper for them. Because again, they weren't really set on the new Star Wars is big, but again, you're dealing with toys. So yeah, so in 1982, uh, they re-released the TIE Fighter with battle damage. Now, the battle damage was actually just some battle damage stickers. So you could make it look like just a plain, brand new, clean, undamaged TIE Fighter, or you could add these stickers to it. This time, they got a little bit more accurate with the color, and it was more of a blue, like a dark bluish color. Um other than that, besides the color, it was pretty much uh, the same TIE fighter they had before. Uh, two years later, in 1984, post-Return of the Jedi, they released the TIE Interceptor, which was probably the best color version that they did up to this point, which was more of a lighter gray, uh, still had decals for the solar panels, and it still, the wings were different, but the cockpit was, again, the same cockpit that uh, was previously on the regular tie and uh, the Darth Vader tie. So then, uh, fast forward to 1995, we had the Power of the Force 2 re-release of the TIE Fighter. This was also a bluish color. Uh, now, there was no battery. that They had Power of the Force 2. They kind of gutted uh, all the electronics. And uh, so there was no battery compartment, but it still had that tab-shaped uh, back end to it. They ditched the removable seat as well, or not removable, the movable seat where it had the, the little lever seat, yeah. that you could pull up. Uh, so I guess that was cost savings or whatever. However, they did, probably the biggest, most welcome change was they got rid of the stickers for the solar panels, and it was now actually uh, part of the sculpt and yeah. painted. Now, the, the interesting thing about, you know, getting rid of the battery compartment and everything, I'm, I really wonder what kind of changes could be made to the actual mold itself. Because you would think if they had to get a different mold mate, well, then just remake the whole thing. So I don't know if, if some of it was savings on the design end or if there's oh, a way man. they could modify there's, the metal mold itself. I don't know. There's a story behind the Power of the Force 2 uh, vehicles, actually. A very good one. I can't remember exactly, but somebody at this, either at the at Kenner or at the factory out in China or wherever they were at had really loved the molds and saved them in nice oily rags or bundles or something to where to keep them nice and fresh. So when Asper Hasbro had acquired Kenner and went back to check this, these were the molds that were still available, which was your TIE fighter, your ATST, your AT, AT, X wing, A wing, um, Y wing. And like he had kept all, and I can't remember if it was like a person at the factory but I know there is a specific story about this. And that's why they were able to re-release the vehicles off the rip without having to do entire remolds of everything. Um, so they just do like a partial retool. Because if you notice the power of the all the power of the force two stuff that had batteries, 
Um, except for the X-Wing, which lost its red light but kept its internal cockpit uh, noises, which were upgraded and better, by the way. But the TIE Fighter, the A-Wing, and all... and uh, The A-Wing, I think, still had a battery compartment. Like yeah, battery it does on the bottom. Door, yeah. And of course, the ATAT doesn't have the moving chin; has doesn't have the same kind of chin mechanisms anymore. But yeah, there's a story I can't remember it off the top of my head. There's a, a very pretty detailed story about that, and that that was one of the big factors about Hasbro deciding to keep the toy line in three and three quarter instead of jumping into five inch like Star Trek and everything else was. Um, and that so, is good. <laughs> yes, that it was. was. So. Then in 97, we got in Power of the Force 2, we got an all-new Vader's TIE Fighter. Finally getting a more accurate look uh, and color. And uh, it was it was pretty decent. And it had this lever you moved on the back, and, and these guns would actually move forward out of the, uh, out of the sides. Which yep. uh, you never really saw in the... the movie or anything but it was a nice little addition and the fact that they could retract you know, if you didn't want to see them they they weren't too you know obnoxious like a big nerf cannon or anything and two versions of it because remember they had to change the whistles uh, on the on the opening on the for the first six after the first like ten thousand that went out because the first the first ten thousand that went out had the missiles the color of the actual body of the crap of the tie fighter whereas then they changed them to that bright green color yeah, I believe I had the version that had the bright green, bright green ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got rid of my Vader's tie a while ago. I don't know why. I, I think I was just getting rid of some vehicles because I needed room. Um, then in 2001, in Power of the Jedi, we finally got a new updated tie interceptor in a nice gray color. No battery compartment, but kept the tab on the back. Uh, so basically, it was the same cockpit from the Power of the Force to regular TIE Fighter. However, the wings were also updated, as as was the uh, Power of the Force 2 TIE Fighter, where the decals are gone, and it now has sculpted-in uh, solar panel detail. It's here for cool shade realism. Yeah, cool shade, if you know what I'm talking about, for TIE Fighters. <laughs> and that was the black stuff. It was window shades called cool shade. And that's what they use for their wings. Um, they also added the, the weight on the back, remember? Because the back of the wings have that little like rectangle square thing in the middle now. That that's the counterweight. Because you know, I, I saw them. something clipped to the, the back of the wings in one of the photos, and I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, counterweight. Yeah, I noticed that too when I first started seeing the new ones. Like I I just figured I didn't see it in the movie, and then finally I was doing some research. Oh, huh. that's a counterweight because the wings weigh too so much now. Interesting. So then in 2002, we have a new addition to the TIE Fighter fleet with the Power of the Jedi TIE Bomber. Uh, This is a Walmart exclusive. Uh, You will see, this is when the exclusives start rearing their ugly head. I believe that was Saga 1, wasn't it? In the blue packaging? In 2003, it was also in the saga packaging as yeah. once again a walmart exclusive yeah, you're right. jedi was before it said power of the jedi was before yeah saga so it was released right. two years in a row as a walmart exclusive and in both those cases it was a more bluish gray color yeah i still got still got versions of it 
Also in 2003, uh, we got a saga release of the regular TIE Fighter. Uh, this was RIP KB Toys exclusive. Uh, this was also in a bluish color, similar to the Power of the Force 2. However, we now have an updated cockpit, and there is no battery compartment tab. Uh, it has the little window-looking thing on the back, which is more accurate. It's still the I, same interior, though, right? The same interior, like, playing cockpit? Yeah. Okay, that's yep. what I thought. And then the next year, we get, in 2004, the original trilogy collection TIE Fighter. And this is basically exactly the same thing that was the Toys R Us exclusive, just reissued a year later, and it's not it exclusive. Me, right? And I believe this is the version that I bought for five bucks. Um, yeah, I, got I thought too. I might have had the Power of the Force 2 one. However, the sticker in the cockpit is different. Yep. 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 It changes a little bit. Now, I also see here uh, on Rebel Scum, they did not have photos of it, but in the original trilogy collection, they also uh, re release of Vader's tie. It was in a big um, two pack with uh, Red 5 came with yeah r2d2 which is well, very rare they they don't they don't list it as a two-pack but they also have again without a photo now it doesn't say vader's tie just says tie and x-wing costco exclusive two pack. Mm. was it a costco because there's a this i thought it was no tc there's a trench run two-pack of red five i think two. that was toys r us i mean that's what it was okay yeah because Costco, I, I wouldn't have seen what's at Costco. I've never really gone there. But Toys R Us, I see I seem to think that they were the ones that had the the Vader and Luke uh Luke X Wing. So then in 2006 in the saga two, we have Vader's TIE Fighter again. It's uh the Power of the Force 2 reissue, but it does have uh some updated paint apps that mainly more detail, I think. Mm. Oh, I skipped one. Uh, in 2005, we get the TIE Fighter released again as a Target exclusive. However, although it uses the previous cockpit, it now has the large wings. No, so it has the large wings with and I the believe it's the non color. Too. Yeah, non battery tab updated cockpit, updated ball ball compartment. But not the yes. updated cockpit. Yes, it came with that big blue, like hexagonal box, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. Uh, and then in 2006, as a Toys R Us exclusive, they re-released the same Tie Fighter. Only uh, this one, I believe, was in gray or white. I, I had been writing down colors, mm. and I. And I think I got... Was it Target exclusive, you said? Yeah, I believe it's white. Yeah, I think it I was think dark yeah, blue, right. and it was white. Yeah. It had like, um, did it have the where the, the top... Is this where they updated the top hatch to where it wasn't a double opener anymore? It, uh, I, not it's yet. It's to one side only? Okay, never mind. Okay, so um, in 2007... Now it's the 30th anniversary. They re-released the tie. Now it's a reissue of the small wing version, which previously was available in 2004. 
but now with a very light gray color. Also in 2007, in the 30th anniversary, we get something a little bit new. We have the 181st TIE Interceptor. Oh, yeah. I still got mine with the uh, exclusive TIE Pilot that has like the has a black jumpsuit with like a, like the white or light gray colored armor on, on his chest. Yep, and the TIE Interceptor has big red stripes on the wings. It's a medium gray color. Yep. Now we get another update to the cockpit, and I believe this is the only one to have this update, where instead of the hatch opening in two halves, it's now one piece. However, they still left the hinge mechanism. <laughs> <On the side. laughs> so you, if you pry off the hinge, basically, on either side, you can have the hinge open, the yeah. canopies at either side. It It's... I don't know. Yeah, I think that's that was horrible. so weird. They did that instead of just opening the on the back hinge like it normally looks like it would. They just left one of the hinges so it opens to like the left or right, but all the entire top hatch opens to the left or right. I have I'm that one somewhere. I'm wondering if part of the reason they did that is you never could quite get the two halves to like line up and interlock just right. So maybe, maybe. that was a fix, and it seems to be the only time that that canopy design is uh is used so if you see a loose one you know it's from the 181st tire interceptor so also in 2007 in the 30th anniversary collection we get another release of the tie bomber as a target exclusive and uh no changes were made once again however it is now in a gray color instead of the bluish mm. one and that is the tie bomber that i own so now they eventually update the TIE Bomber's cockpit too, with all the cockpits. One of those light gray ones shoot a forward missile flight when they do this. I don't know which one it is, but um, I'd have to check mine because I got mine used. So I'm gonna have to go through here and go. About what? <laughs> uh, I just I, I got both too. I got the original blue one with the plain cockpit. I got a blue one with the update, or I got a light gray one. With the plane cockpit then i got another light gray one with an updated cockpit and one of them one of the later ones shoot a forward missile out of the uh bomb compartment rather than just as well as dropping bombs um, huh okay yeah yeah because i i'm not really i don't know as much about the tie bombers so i'm not sure what updates they made that'd be interesting so then in 2008 we're now into the Legacy Collection. They re-released Vader's TIE Fighter again. However, this is a straight-up reissue of the Saga 2 version and paint scheme. Also in 2008, in the Legacy Collection, we get the regular TIE Fighter. Again, basically a straight-up reissue of the 2007 version, uh, which was the Small Wing. 2009 Legacy brings us the TIE Fighter again. This is the large wing version with white color. And this, we get the all new cockpit with removable ejection seat. Yep. Um, so this, and it has like the back hinge, if I remember correctly, doesn't it? The, yes. The canopy. Yes. yes. That is the new canopy design. And, and it and it has window material in there too, instead of just big slots. Yeah, it actually has yeah, instead of just slot or just or just like a hole right for the windows instead. Uh, also, in two thousand nine, we get 
the uh, the TIE Interceptor again, gray color. Uh, this, the wings are the same. However, it is updated with this new cockpit. In 2011, we get the Vintage Collection TIE Fighter, which is a mm. Target exclusive. Uh, this wings. is with the small wings, but with the newest cockpit. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I own one of them. I can only find one of them ever. Use on eBay. In 2013, we get the Vintage Collection TIE Interceptor, which is an Amazon exclusive, which is yep. a straight-up reissue of the 2009 Legacy version. Uh, so jump ahead two years. In 2015, we get the First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter. This is a 100% new sculpt. Uh, the cockpit's unique in that it seats two figures, um, although it really crammed, yeah. in, <laughs> crammed in there. It was um, made for five POA figures, so they do what they could, you know. Yeah, and uh, there, there was also a Toys R Us exclusive version that had a little bit of a sandy deco. I guess it's supposed yep. to be like from That's what I got. Um, one of one of the funny things about this TIE Fighter in, in particular, because I, I did get to handle one in person, and the the wings it still has the pop off wings. Every yep. every Tie Fighter, except for Darth Vader's updated version, every single one has the pop out wings. But for whatever reason, the First Order Tie Fighter, the mechanism is flipped upside down. Yeah, the U is that the U shape is upside down on that one for some reason. Yep, I don't know. So. Then in 2016, we get again another another tie design, and that is from Rogue One. We got the tie striker, and that is, of course is a 100% new sculpt. Yeah, the big uh, aspirin pill with wings, or uh, <laughs> it's just a big looking like. Which in the in the in the lore, it's a two seater, right? But Hasbro didn't know that apparently, and so they just made it for the one seater. But it's okay. Yeah. It was did it come with Nerf on it too? Yeah, it did. I uh, I actually saw one of these at at RetroCon uh, loose, and so I got the. I didn't take a real close look at it. Um, it seemed like it was decently made. It, it was better than I thought it would have been. I think as far as the construction, mm. but I it just. Uh, it, it did nothing for me. It's like they could have just used a tie interceptor or something else. It, it, it coming up with a new design for that just seemed like the cash grab type thing. Like, let's make a new design so that we have to make a new toy for people to buy. Yeah, that's that's like when the casuals for hardcore running things like we need a new tie for every movie, we need a new stormtrooper for every movie. Yeah, you're like, no, no, you don't. Actually, that tie striker got released twice, if you remember. Once was regular deco, once was. Battle damage deco. Oh, oh, yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, yeah, so then jump two years ahead, and we once again have an all new sculpt in the five POA solo line. We get a uh, a standard TIE fighter, but this is an all new design. The wings are in between the large wing and the small wing TIE, mm. and this one has the unique ability to. Instead of the wings popping off, the the actual cockpit itself Ball comes cockpit. apart in half, blows apart. It's and, actually uh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I actually bought 
I bought two of these. Uh, mm. And I mean, a number of years ago, I, I got them pretty cheap. They were online. And uh, so I bought two of them. And then I got them out of the box and I'm like, what is up with these wings? Because the <laughs> wings are incredibly soft plastic and mm. apparently do not want to maintain the shape they're supposed to have. And when these came out, um, people were having some issues with some X-Wing wings too. I think the uh, yeah. Force Awakens X-Wing was what? it? Well, yeah, the, the, the Black Poe Dameron one. Yep, in the nose because the they wanted to be able to go, go lower in, in age range for it, so you have to make some of the pointy parts rubber, like wings. Like if you notice, Solo's Tie Fighter wings are the same size as the for, as the Force Awakens uh, Special Forces type. They're the exact same. The only thing that's different is the um, the connector clasp that mm. connected. So they're the exact same size. It just I didn't notice that until you asked me to look, to look at them, and I was like, oh yeah, the, the, the so the year earlier. In 2015, the Force Awakens one is what they used for the, for the solo one. Yeah, and I it's also rubbery because it's heck. Yeah, I think this this is a good scale for the wings it, because I think the small wings they just don't look quite right, and the big wings to me they don't look quite right. I think this was a, a real good happy medium, but yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I, yeah, I'm not gonna put up just, with that rubbery wing thing rough. so. I returned to uh, both of those. Oh, really? I kept yeah. one, and I will say, kudos to the cockpit design. Because while it's a five POA cockpit, the most part, someone did extra homework on that because there are extra dribblies and in, in, in display readouts in the solo one that should be in the up that was supposed that if you really wanted to get technical would be in a, an actual film correct tie fighter pilot tie fighter cockpit that aren't in the redesigned one that they did back in like 2008 or 9 7 or 8 when they redesigned the cockpit with a with the new like handles and everything inside of it like you're talking about there's a couple of readout displays in the solo one that I've actually thought multiple times just cutting out of that and putting in a regular type to make it actual as close to screen accurate as possible because it's like little there's little triangle shaped computer displays and stuff that but anyway 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 good so then finally uh the last one that i have on the list is in 2018 we got the vintage collection tie fighter uh which is a straight up reissue of the previous uh 2009 legacy version uh and this one is gray in color and this is the big wing version that um that i have and i I don't. Was it a Walmart exclusive? It was. Yeah, it was for a while, but it, it then after that first year, I think 2019, it became a uh, fan channel uh, available too. Yeah. So I remember um, getting multiples from uh, Big Bad Toy Store. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while since. Been ten years since we got an interceptor. Yep, or so it, it, it's been a while, and and the uh, where's Vader here? Looks like last time we got Vader's was in two thousand eight. Wow, and two thousand seven for the bomber. Um, quite frankly, the the tie interceptor, I I think as long as uh, they use the the same ball, you know, the most up to date ball cockpit. 
the interceptor, they really don't have to. They don't have to re-sculpt anything. I I think uh, we could be good on that if they just yeah. They throw like uh, a little re-release bit of a, that a paint a paint wash to like bring out the sculpts. Called Man the Mandalorian interceptor. The uh the t- the tie striker I really don't care I th- I think most people probably don't care I I would say I mean even though I would not buy one for the people that really like the sequel trilogy uh it it would be nice if they had a a new first order tie but I think if they made the special forces version which is the two seater it would have to be significantly bigger. Yeah, because the ball cockpit is bigger on the Special Forces one than the two-seater. They do have the single-seater as well yeah. in, in the movie, but you know, it's... But, it's but even that has some fairly big changes, I think, to, to some of the stuff. I don't think they could do a straight-up repaint, at least not if they're trying to do like a vintage collection release that's like the ultimate version. Um, the TIE Bomber, to be honest, I think the TIE Bomber's pretty good the way it is i don't know mm. about you yeah it's it's nice if they did the 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 30th anniversary version or the one i'm thinking of it's pretty on point um and of course you just throw a, like a, a a light black like a mid-tone black wash over it called mandalorian remnant tie bomber let's see you do the yeah. interceptors um i don't think i mean the only thing that i wouldn't mind if they if they took out like part of the mechanisms on the tie bomber and made it so you could double as a tie shuttle remember those tie shuttles they used oh yeah or, yeah but i mean that's that's this you know the only problem is, is you could maybe fit like two figures <laughs> as uh the shuttle yeah you could maybe cram two figures in there so i, I don't know I mean, i'm sure some people that would love it if they came out with a tie defender uh, I would be one of them, as a big fan of Thrawn, and that was his baby project during Rebels. I would love a Tide Defender because if you remember, and this is old EU lore for you youngins that think us, uh, we're an old crotchety old man. Thrawn started adding shields and hyperdrives to different Tie Fighters, which kind of slowly got retconned into the Tide Defender for the new for the new EU. It's the Disney bought it. Well, it did Which, make an appearance in Rebels, so it, it has now it been seen on the screen. Yes, it has, and I would buy a couple of them because they are awesome. Um, I think it's about time Vader's tie gets revisited for vintage. Uh, I mean, the fact that they have been reusing that same version, not to say it's a horrible version, but it needs like some the canopy. The, the canopy on the cockpit could be sphered out a little bit correctly. It's a little bit more. It's got a little bit more like hamburger bun top. Yeah, and and I also think, um, like I said, they're not super obtrusive, but those pop out cannons, uh, they're they're unnecessary. Get rid of those so that they can have that front, you know, more accurate. You know, take out the missile launcher and everything. You know. Um, in a few years, a certain anniversary for a certain movie from 77 is coming up. I wonder if that wouldn't be a great time to start thinking about that now. Yeah, if they do a really good version of it, that that could get me to buy one again. Yeah. So, that was a rabbit hole that 
before I started looking all this up today, I was I was like, yeah, you know, I did no they re-released the TIE Fighter a few times, big wing, small wing. And then I started going through this list and realizing so I think we're in if you count the even if you count the interceptor wing, we have the original D small wing decal, small wing sculpted detail, interceptor decal wing, decal wing for uh, Vader's tie, and then the interceptor sculpted wing, and then the sculpted big wing, <laughs> and, and that's just on just on those. And then the cockpit, it looks like the cockpit made, I think five, like five changes. Uh, battery pack, power of the force two, was, no battery pack. Power of the force two, and then they, then they uh, went to the no tab on the back of mm-hmm. the cockpit, and then because of that one tie interceptor, they still had the hinge. Yep. And then they changed to the the most recent one. So I think that's like, I think that's five. Plus the cockpit, the interior cockpit was within six percent. And really change that somewhere along the way too for the uh tie fighters yeah. and tie bombers yeah yeah and i and i was surprised i mean and all the colors bouncing around is like bluish gray gray and white and it's like just pick a color <laughs> once you got the accurate color just stick with it <laughs> it's a it's a rabbit hole if you really want to go down more rabbit hole with tie fighters look at the pilots and all the different kind of pilots that came with them no, uh, later on. That's a mess. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll just about do it for this show, and uh, we hope that you have enjoyed our discussion talking about Tie Fighters and cockpits and wings and reissues and three different colors and and uh, maybe maybe hopefully we'll get a, a new Darth Vader tie sometime in the future. Of course, it'll probably cost, you know, $60 or something. <laughs> I was, uh, I didn't jot down the prices on everything. I thought the power of the force was in the $20 range, but then I was looking oh, at ones that came That's way you know. later and they were $20. Hmm. And then the big wing was like, you know, 40 or 50. Um, the prices seem to be all over the place. And sometimes within the matter of a year, there would be two different releases and there would be like a $10 difference. It was really yeah, strange. Well, that Walmart exclusive big wing from 2000, it was 18. That was $80. Yeah. I think I got mine for like 40, maybe 50. It was all, nice. I, I waited. I waited the long game on that and waited till clearance. Wish I would have done that. Yeah. I picked up two of them, and I think I think you bought one of them. And I did. I said because my because when I opened my first one, I said, "All right, cool. I'm gonna buy it." Because like Vada, I have hundreds. Well, almost. Oh, I have an entire Star Destroyer's crew worth of Star with of Tie Fighter pilots. Because you know about Star Destroyer, depending on what area, the early Rebellion or late Rebellion, you know they come with six wings of fighters, one bomber wing, and either. Uh, five wings of TIE LNs, or they come with a one bomber wing, and then one wing of interceptors, and four wings of TIE LNs. And so, six times 
12 is 72, so you have to have 72 TIE fighter pilots. And as such, you have to have 72 fighters. Me and Vada were, well, I don't know how much Vada got, but I was planning, I was going to use like a mismatch of a lot of the older ones plus a lot of the new ones. So I was going to, but when they jacked the price to $80, it was almost impossible to do. Um, but yeah, because so we, I was going to actually try to make an entire service for a compliment and make a giant service for a diorama, but didn't come to be. Didn't come to be. That that would be that would actually be pretty cool to see. I, I, I mean, the reason I sold off that one was, I mean, partially because it was the big wings, and I was like, man, this thing takes up so much real estate. Like, I I don't have I don't have room for one. Where am I ever right. going to put two of them? So well, also, I was like, well, they would the the 2018 one had a real bad manufacturing flaw in this in the springs. The springs were too taut for the because the little plastic hook on the inside of the connector that connects the wings for the pop out feature was like a softer plastic, and these nice big industrial strings they put in was just over time popping and breaking that little piece. And it was happening to a lot of people. Like I, when I said I opened my first one to put it on display, and I had like, at the time I had four or five more because I got paid that week. And um, I remember I put it on my shelf like around like a, on a Thursday night, and then that Sunday afternoon I'm watching the game and I hear in the back room like what the hell? And I would go back there to look, and a Tie Fighter is laying in pieces, and I'm like. Why is my tie fighter? Oh, the wings just Self, self-destruct off. mechanism. Yeah, so I went to put them back in. I'm like, what the hell? And I hear rattling around in it, and it can't. Once those little tabs break, you can't reconnect them. So you have to either super glue them or find someone to do an e-crafter or uh, 3D print those little hooks. Well, like I tell you bubbles. something. Something I found that is a difference in something internal going on. So when I when I made my tie crawler treads. I made that post so it would fit, well, the one TIE Fighter I had, which was the Vintage Collection one, where it could go and snap in. Now, those treads are way heavy. (laughs) Uh, You can't just pick it up by the cockpit. You have to basically hold in the treads when you lift up the TIE Crawler because of the weight. Um, Those cockpits were never meant to, uh, to handle that. But when I got this uh, new one, uh, what do we say? It was like the KB one or whatever. Um, I could not snap that one in. There was a little ledge that was inside the the ends of the cockpit where I couldn't push it all the way onto that post that perfectly was perfectly fine on the vintage collection cockpit. So I actually had to take the cockpit apart and dremel out this little tab uh, so so that I could slide them all the way on the post. Now, it's not going to be a big deal. I just pulled the springs and everything out because I'm going to glue it together. Um, there's no reason for me to have to take it apart. Um, and if anyone else buys these treads and do the same thing, hey, I recommend the same thing. Find like a dirt cheap cockpit just repaint it and there you go uh you know there's plenty of them especially the old kenner stuff there's so many parts floating around it it would be fairly easy to cobble together you know and re and refurb a cockpit and repaint it and give it a new life 
Yeah, I mean, if I remember correctly, could I try to take one of my old Power of the Force 2 beater ones and take the ejector tabs out like, and put them in the vintage collection one? But they are slightly different on the internal mechanics. It wouldn't fit. And I was like, oh, no. What's that happen? So, yeah. It is what it is. Well, all right, Matt. Where can people find you? Uh, well, now that I've moved two states away, I'm... No, I'm, I haven't been on social media much, but I'm usually on the interwebs at on Instagram at Rezekai underscore the underscore ghost or, par, or parlaying with other web, resident Star Wars collectors at the place, this website we mentioned called RebelScum.com. Um, shout out to some of the Instagram people I'm following, like Fine Art Figures, Jay, or uh, uh, the Witch and the Jedi that does like. 12-inch versions of Kenobi and Saw's Ventress. Really good photographers. Just want to give them a shout-out. And if people want to follow me and, and my work, uh, you may have heard me talking a little bit about it, you can go and visit Hole in the Ground Productions at holeinthegroundpro.com. I sell all sorts of prop and diorama kits. Uh, seriously, I have over 100 different diorama kits perfect for three and three quarter inch star wars figures as well as some other lines so some stuff works great for uh gi joe or halo and uh, i have some new stuff coming down the pike i have about four or five new things that hopefully will hit within the next couple of weeks you can also uh, follow hole in the ground productions on facebook just search for it there or search for it on instagram uh i don't post a lot mainly i post whenever new stuff comes out or i'm trying to promote things but other than that uh, those are the places where you can follow me and my work and with that we will bid everyone farewell until next time <laughs>